Actually ready? Are you ready? Yeah. All right, because we're rolling. <laughs> Welcome to the Wait. Off Space Podcast. It's your host with the motherfucking most. I lied. I wasn't ready. That sucks, nigga, because we on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling alive. It's your favorite co-host, as you go offer. Yes, you see sir, what he tries sir. to do? You try and set me up for failure. <laughs> no. Catching me off guard and everything, dude. I'm never Have you no shame? I'm never beefing with anybody black. I only want to raise up our young kings. You know Have what I'm saying? No this shame. episode brought to you by Heineken, Yerd, and Donkeys. But... <laughs> How's your past week, man? It's, it's good, man. It's good. Again, I feel like I say the same thing every episode, but that's to be good, fair, man. that's consistency, baby. Yeah, man. It's not just being good. It's the fact that I feel like ever since a year and a half ago, uh-huh. I've been reconnecting with so many people. So it feels <laughs> like every week I reconnect with somebody that I haven't really talked to in a while. Shout out that real nigga Jacob for sure, man. So it was dope being able to hang out with Jacob. And just us celebrating DJ's birthday and everything and just being able to vibe with the fam for real. So, I mean, it was just good good energy and I'm looking forward to what next week brings. Hopefully, it's some more fun shit. Hopefully, it's more, some more connections. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do be reconnecting with somebody like every week. That shit is fire though. Dude, because I, I know there was just a period, bro, to be honest, where I felt like I was just like isolating myself for no reason. Mm-hmm. And like, because I was probably depressed, mm-hmm. to be honest. Keep it a stack. But, uh... And then after I got out of it, I was just so focused on me and being successful. I cut off still like the interpersonal relationships and shit. And so past like that, I realized, you know, that's just as important. And I got to find like a way to make everything work together because who, what are, you know, what's the point of being a human if you're not really like connecting with other humans and shit? So yes, sir. Yeah. And really fix that. Really though, just to piggyback off that a little bit, um, I exactly know what you're talking about. And at damn near 27, I'm going to start saying the damn near 27 instead of me being 26 because indeed, shouts out to a Hall of Famer, the GOAT, my brother, and yes, a you know, friend of the podcast, DJ, for his birthday this weekend. We had a great time, but he just turned 27, and I can't let that nigga feel like he's older than me. So <laughs> so I'm going to start saying 27 too. Fuck it. But um, <laughs> just talking about um, the kind of getting lost, though, mm-hmm. like when you're down, I, I mean, I do the same shit at this point. I'm still figuring out every single day how to balance those things. Yeah. Because you get into a weird rut where you're just like, all right, iron door closed, nobody in, right? Even though people you love, people close to you, all that shit. And then, like for me, I don't know if it was a similar experience for you, but like when I started to reassimilate and re-get back into the swing of things, it was like just family. And I'm still working on that now to this day Mm -hmm. of just being in good contact with family, but we have a tight-knit close family. That's not too hard. If you ignore niggas for long enough, they will bother you. Like, (laughs) shout out to our family. I love them. Yeah, they'll never really just let you really isolate yourself. (laughs) They'll pop in or whatever. Like, where you been? (laughs) Exactly. And so, um, I don't know. Like, the hardest part has been friends because... I never want people to feel like they don't mean anything to me because truly I don't mince words. I know a lot of people and actions speak louder than words and I agree with that truly so I don't want to like take it away from it but I'm somebody that my words mean a lot to me and Mm -hmm. I don't mix them for no reason. I don't say them for nothing. So if I ever have told you I love you, if I ever have just talked about how much you mean to me or just said something in that regard or even if we had a moment because you outgrow people, right? Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily a negative thing. Like there's a lot of people that are near and dear to certain parts of my life that I don't speak to anymore we're probably not going to speak for a while or maybe ever you know it was that moment but but it doesn't take away any form of significance from those people there's still that same amount of love and it's still the same whenever I see those motherfuckers so that to say it's something we all struggle with yeah man and I I feel like it's also a testament to 
again, like being young and navigating life post high school and shit, right? You were kind of thrown into the real world, obviously, and a lot of the focus is on yourself and what you need to do to be, make, be successful for yourself in whatever way that is, like, you know, past just like career, exactly. just whatever your life looks. So you end up being a little bit more like self, uh, well, I don't want to say self-centered because it has like a negative connotation on it, but you're a little bit like more minding like your business. More selfish. You have to be more yeah. selfish a little bit. And so it, it makes maintaining, because you hold friendships and stuff to, I guess, a regard that you, in the way that you were handling them prior, right? When that was a lot of your time and shit and you were cool with that. You were at school all day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you weren't at school, you were at clubs. If yeah. you weren't at clubs, sports, and then weekends to yeah. visit other people. Man, you didn't have a job. Yeah, like, really, have... like some people did, but you weren't really paying bills like that you majority of people. Like, you didn't bro, people, bro, your little 20 hours a week at Panera when you're in high school, like, don't get me wrong, it teaches you real stuff, but that's not yeah. like having a job post-high school. That's like, yo, now I got all the bread for the hose or for yeah. like, mm-hmm. like weed, alcohol, like whatever you're doing in high school, you know. Oh, 100%. And so like, I feel it. So I understand you and it just goes as a testament to something we've already touched on on the podcast which is something that's very important too just like looking at your parents and older people as just mm-hmm. human beings and as regular people that are just a little further in this journey than you are because you realize that post high school like once you get out of like the the routine of having like a set whole day mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying every single fucking day you start to realize that we're all the same. Like you, oh, you and that 70 year old are the same. It's just like what pieces of life this motherfucker may have found X amount of pieces of life through experience and through yeah. living, blah, blah. You may have found certain pieces they haven't had. Like we're all just trying to put the pieces together. And mm-hmm. that's why we all should be more kind to ourselves. We all should be a little bit more patient with ourselves. But once again, just something that we held off on on kind of slowed down the process and made it harder to um come together for i guess this podcast just for a timely manner like whatever once again like visual audience youtube everybody love you guys but this is more for (laughs) y'all but this is like in terms of um what took us so long last week was the fact that i got these which i've been talking about for a while Mm -hmm. and that was a beautiful experience one i want to give a big shout out to everybody at the area 50 for tattoos and a special big shout out to Fabi. If anybody knows that situation or that story, I'm not going to dive into it since that's personal business. But the reconciliation and kind of um, yeah. beautiful moment of us kind of um, becoming cool again while I let somebody that meant a lot to me and still means a lot to me do something that means a lot to me on my body. Mm-hmm. Those are my first big like visual ones, mm-hmm. right? And so, like the bottom one is the All Money In logo, and that is Nipsey Hussle's label. And then the top one is the butterfly crown for Kobe. I'm still going to get a piece for Mac as I work down like a half sleeve or whatever I'm going to end up doing. But those are just, once again, like three out of six of the most important people outside of family in my life. Just that I've always wanted to meet. I've always practiced. I've gone in here on the podcast and I've talked about the fact like sincerely. I've practiced like what I wanted to say to Kobe or what I wanted to say to Nip when I meet them, what I wanted to say to Mac, like hundreds of times, hundreds of times, genuinely. And so the fact that I'm never going to get that opportunity, selfishly, I'm sad. But as a person, I want to continue those memories, continue like the battles they were fighting and continue the mentality of those people. And the reason that I fell in love with them and continue to push that on for the rest of my life. So I wanted to have that as a reminder forever. And so speaking of those people, RIP to those legends and... Mm -hmm. Moving right along, what's your heat check for I was going to say, before we get into that, because I just thought about something. 
you know, as a reward for everybody who's really held us down and, you know, our visual audience and stuff in general, I want this week, uh, I plan on us doing an Easter egg for the YouTube video Uh and having a little image that's going to pop up. It's going to be an egg at some point in the video. So if y'all watch the video through and show us some love on YouTube, you will be entitled to win a mystery prize from us. I'm not going to say what it is now. I'm going to make the Easter egg right now. I'm holding something up to the camera. The first person that sees this and tells us exactly what I held up to this camera on YouTube, once again, YouTube yeah, specifically, yeah. can go ahead and run the Easter egg for the week. Okay. We'll All just right. make that easy and then we'll do other special mm-hmm. little things later. But what is your heat check for the week? But my heat check from the week comes from Lil Nar featuring Lil Uzi. Hey, um, yes, know, sir. Ski. Diamond Choker. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say right now. I feel like Diamond Choker and what the the production in it was just really what got me. It wasn't even the bars from any of these guys, even though I love that shit too. It was just like accentuated it, you know. But I feel like between this and what was it like Lottery that was like popping on uh, TikTok a while ago, and a bunch of songs like right now, it always feels like they hit that same little like. Dun, 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 like whatever that just gets people going right now so i really enjoyed it it's super lit super live the music video only makes it 10 times better so go ahead and check that out too if you can but yeah man lil nar featuring lil uzi diamond choker and for me i'm gonna make it a little simple just because it's gonna be a drawback to what we talked about last week but i have to once again remain true to myself what i've played the most this week has been burden approved the new ty dollar project that i'm going to talk about in a second and um, just your mind still. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just been a week that I've just been doing the same shit as last week, basically music-wise. But with a little bit less pop punk this week. <laughs> but um, the song I'm going to choose for my heat check is Thank God I Made It featuring Queen Nigel by mm-hmm. Benny the Butcher off of Burden of Proof. Because that song just, I don't know, it's, it's one of those that every time I hear something that makes me feel what i think i'm gonna feel which you never know the feeling until Mm -hmm. you're in that position but of like being able to call your mom and let her know don't worry about me no more i'm good you know what i'm saying like the stress-free situations i love music that makes you feel like that like notice i've come on here and said shit like so much more man i've been trying to lie to mom (laughs) telling her you don't have to worry about me for the longest (laughs) oh no mom you 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 gotta worry about me at the moment like niggas tripping but like we work and we work and we hope for the best so definitely thank god i made it by benny the butcher but moving right along to music this week that's fire one i love the fact that you chose that lonar song because of the fact that um that dun 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 like it instantly for some reason the most recent song that that's been used a lot of course in hip-hop like that's a big mm-hmm. recurring theme but like one song that instantly makes me think of is the real hood babies for some reason and so <laughs> that's it was weird that that was the first connection for you i felt like there was so many other so ones. many other ones but for some yeah. reason that's the one that i instant go to is real hood babies because that song was a banger too <laughs> oh oh d b a b i p s i'm the real <laughs> i know you really enjoy that shit too which is funny i e s sorry for the niggas that are gonna check my spelling microsoft word ass niggas but anyway so leave it leave it be <laughs> let this man do what he wants all right but um ty dollar sign dropped a project this week called featuring ty dollar sign right and it's a play it's on- kind of funny man oh it's hilarious i love it you <laughs> featuring know ty dollar sign. because it's a play on the joke you know what yeah. i'm saying the, oh this nigga only snap when he's on other people's songs blah, blah, to be blah. fair he is a two chains 
he's the two chains of R and B. Gilded legend, though. It's just Gilded legend. In the fact that it's not like you make bad music. Mm-hmm. It's just all of your best work for some reason it comes from, I guess, niggas that inspire you, and then you hop on Bro, their I'm shit. I'm telling you, it's like, like it's cool though because that shows something that he he is somebody that gets inspired by other people easily, you know, and. If you could just do that every time, that's great. Bring him into the studio when you're making your shit, too. Because I know, like, Ty's one of those exactly like you're talking yeah. about, like, a chains, etc. Like, for some reason, and this isn't a knock on these artists. Like, once again, we're never going to talk about artists we really don't like. But, I mean, like, in terms of just music ability, mm-hmm. it's always hilarious when an artist you know is a superstar, right? Great yeah. artist. And they make great music that you like anyway because Ty has projects that I really enjoy. Like the House Parties are, is one of my favorite mixtape series and music, period. But, but, it seems like if he, if you see the FT dot Ty dollar signs on a song though, he decided to rip his shirt off and go Super Saiyan. Like for some reason he's like, ah, like he seems like one of them niggas that needs competition. Mm-hmm. Like to be like, oh, I know I'm better than the nigga that asked me to be on their song. See, and that's just <laughs> it. I, I want to think it's that, but the kind of person that he is and the deep stoner shit and all that and like how much weed. I know this man can't be bothered by any of that. I feel like he just hears these people's music and he just instantly thinks to himself, damn, this is so beautiful. It's so fun. I think I could bring this to it. A new level. And then he just comes on it and just does something freaky, does something different. And it's just like, all right, I see you. <laughs> no, I feel you. And just because it was a little bit of a slower week in music, I'm actually going to do something a little bit different with this. Well, it's not different. We've done this with projects. I did this mm-hmm. with Tiana, etc. I want to sit on this tie for a second before I really do like a deep dive for our audience. So I have two. No, I have three music questions that I want to ask Ezgo. For our music section today and mm. i want to see if he gives a fuck okay <laughs> if he gives a fuck all right the first one I'm gonna I, I, don't, I don't like how that was phrased but <laughs> we'll see if i give a start with i'm on the hot seat it's all right though because i'm, I'm willing to stand by what i think stands come after me your girl miley cyrus said that this week she's she announced that she has a new project on the way. So on a scale of one to ten, how much do you give a fuck? One. <laughs> Truthfully speaking, I don't. I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> bro, you, you didn't like... Hold on, was it... Bro, first off, that Bangers album was nice. That I actually gave crazy. it several listens. Not sorry, I gave it a decent bit of plays. I'm not gonna lie, it was in rotation. I liked it. Bangers, why, why is Bangers the only thing black people hold on to when it comes to defending Miley Cyrus? Because everything, nothing else she made, it just makes me think, damn, I need to go listen to The Climb or whatever. It just, it's The Climb. I'm going through some tough shit, I'm listening to some Miley Cyrus. Like, no. Her catalog was made for a different demographic, but um, yeah, don't give a fuck, but I'm happy for her that she's able to like keep being relevant and keep being successful and keep making money you know anytime i see people like who got to a certain place that just fell off it's disheartening no matter who they are and shit it's like seeing um i'm just gonna say it seeing sean kingston and then thinking to myself where has sean kingston been you know bro i have a theory which i don't know if i should express on this podcast because you and dj called me a hater yesterday oh yeah you were being a hater for sure sure. i wasn't being a hater at all there's an in-depth breakdown of the theory but we'll save it whatever but shouts out to sean kingston legend but um <laughs> moving right. on to the second question moving on to the second question jack harlow dropped a song called tyler harrow five right? five five jack harlow dropped a song called tyler harrow and tyler harrow was in the music video 
you know what? I love to see it. I love to see it. You can tell that they were really vibing. There was a part where he was rapping like the lyrics too in the background. Oh, for sure. He looked like, like he was so happy. happy. He was 100. like, hey, I needed them to mention me. 100%. <laughs> was just really into it. Nah. So, scale of 1 to 10, how much do you give a fuck? About the song? Uh, in the moment, 7. Hey, y'all. Respectable. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Jack Harlow. And I don't the, know if it's going to have a lot of replay value, but... It I was like fi- it's a fire idea. Fire, yeah. I, you know, it was a cool little moment. So yeah. it was definitely worth getting through. But then, how much do you give a fuck about the fact that our queen, our joint queen, Ariana Grande, is dropping a new album? And this is the one that's the problem because my answer is not going to be good, but I have to be true to myself. One to ten. One to ten. It's a. It's it's a three. What? It's a three because of this. I'll say why it's a three, you know. Why is it a three? See, I didn't realize I had a stand right here. I didn't realize I had somebody ready to defend. <laughs> Looks like he's ready to swing at any moment. Anytime right here. that Ari drops Relax. a music video and she's slightly blackfish, it's fire music. Dude, it's like, okay, she makes good music, <laughs> but that's how her, you know her tunes are at the top. Her fan base is so damn annoying. It's the fact that I know after she drops this shit, it's going to be on posts that aren't even fucking Ariana Grande related. It's going to be NBA Twitter, and I'm going to just see the comments. Did you hear the single? I'm just going to, bro, I haven't listened to the single yet. She made a song for us, though. Did she? It's called Positions. It's Did about. She? It's about, okay. Being in a place in life where you love and care about somebody enough to the point where you may switch positions. It's a play sexually, of course. You know, Ari likes to get in her sexual bag, which is still slightly weird to me, even though she's older than me. And like like all of these facts, I just for some reason, even though she's made her career in music far surpasses her career as like a child star. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it still is the instant association with like the child star Ari, but whatever. And then two, two, position as in... She's ready to play whatever position you need her to if she fucks with you. You need her to cook and clean, she'll cook and clean. Bro, I'm just saying, man. You don't like a queen? I need her to call off her fans, bro. I'm tired <laughs> of seeing... I don't want to see Woj drop some like good information on us, and then all of a sudden people are linking the songs underneath, talking about Ari's queen. I'm like, I don't care right now. Bro, that's Let me shit. live. That's the shit that be killing me, though. I'm going to say, just as a quick rundown, um, Miley new album, Zero. Ariana new album, 10. A Tyler Harrow song by Jack Harlow, 7, is my care. But people weren't worried about that. This was a you segment. But when it came to... Um, the Ariana Grande song and her fans that is something that is a little disturbing to me not not her in particular because it really hers is one of the fan bases that's bit that's standing enough that they do it and I see it yeah but the number one ones I see oh I already know the k-pop it's It's, it's, bro the fucking thread could be a viral thread about what just happened in La Liga Mm -hmm. right and then the first comment is like a get owned and it's like BTS dancing and you're like what what the fuck is going on with BTS like why is it why is this here like why do y'all link the videos everywhere like the stands are doing the marketing for them I'm not not gonna lie I don't know how you get that because the songs are fire i, I just, love k-pop i never understand how you get that dedicated of a fan, of a fan base though because to be fair you can like these things man like i love the nba you know i'm not really going justin around. bieber told his fans he smoked weed and they cut themselves yeah that's just it <laughs> what's going through the mind of these fans that's what i need to know like what why are y'all ready to like pledge your life away that is to certain people that's just, just kind of weird to me but that's always you know, been weird just because of um they're still regular people just like you well we just have like to me. one i'm not giving an excuse at all because I do think that's extremely weird. Cutting themselves because no, no, the no, niggas no, smoked no, no. some mid? <laughs> I think that is extremely nigga weird. Was off the bo- <laughs> nigga was off the booster, the beasters, and oh motherfuckers my. were cutting him. They didn't even want they didn't even want this nigga to be off the Zaw. Zaw wasn't even out by then. They oh should have waited until it 
was is. good weed. They were but, giving him the meth treatment. We were all we've always been told and taught like that is once again something that I very much cherish. And the older I get, the more I realize how rare it is in our upbringing is individuality, right? And just realizing that humans are humans. Our, our parents, I won't just say mom because dad's not the same. Have, we've been in rooms with extremely successful people and then we've been in rooms with like the popper you know what i'm saying like the um like the poorer people of yeah. course but it's always been a scenario where you've seen our parents treat every single person the exact same because they're all just fucking human beings so we've never like we've been huge fans of people and i've come on here and told my feigning ai like little kid story like whatever mm -hmm. but it's like We've never gone out of our way to like really step out of pocket or step out of character because of another human being, no matter how big of fans we are. Because that's weird. Like 100%. you see motherfuckers, like they become barbs, and I'm a barb too. Before y'all attack me, but they become barbs and they be in them comments. Like the first, they it's like they you can get like somewhat of a bad opinion or something. Bro, it's like they spend an eight-hour shift on Twitter searching Nikki's name so that if someone says something bad, they can start attacking. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. It's od. It's od. Like to the point they commit crimes for the artist without the artist asking like the artist mm -hmm. will be like fuck this person because they'll be beefing mm -hmm. and then the stands will really like doss them like find their house like, it's, find like, their it's like what i feel like that's a little overboard so you know in the realm of these kind of things obviously i'm gonna keep giving my opinions slander me for it <laughs> come after me i don't give a fuck it's your boy e <laughs> el nino not worried and so hey done with music news for the week well not done with music news sorry yeah. we have a couple things music to still talk about well one thing music to still damn talk that's about. music to my ears it's <laughs> but um <laughs> the, i want to talk about our dog ti for a second just because you're somebody yeah that gives ti his flowers just like i give ti mm -hmm. his flowers and you notice that a lot of people really kind of have this nigga fucked up and yeah. so this week ti was kind of buzzing at least music news wise for the fact that he denied buster rhymes challenge yeah which is understandable when it comes to legends when it comes to level of legends and longevity because i'm somebody busso was one of my favorite rappers as a young young kid like random mm -hmm. out of nowhere i liked like the weird eccentric buster rhymes yeah. because i thought he was always being himself, and that's something that I was No, because you were just a weirdo. And I was a weirdo. Like, let me be a weirdo. 100%. But, <laughs> as, and then, so I don't ever want to say this to be disrespectful to yeah. Buster Rhymes. Just, like, clearly, I think T.I. is on, like, another level of, like, hits and stuff like that. Because a lot of people... His, Brent, his we, reasoning, he said that there was an age gap, too. And he said, or something. I can't remember. I think what, it was age gap and ge different generations. Yeah. Different generations. Apparently, you know, I guess eight years. It does do a lot for like a difference when it comes to like who, who I you're get making that, music but for. But niggas are just trying to be polite because there's certain niggas that they know are gonna wash them up. Like the only person that should ever say Hove's name is Drake or Kanye. Like mm -hmm. there's rare niggas, but I know if you got the opportunity to battle with Jay Z, niggas would happily get 20 owed just so they could be the one that's featured okay, against that's Jay Z. True, yeah. Jay Z 50. You know what I'm saying? I, so yeah, I want to stop have the age generation shit. It's just he was just trying to be polite. <laughs> I really don't want to go against him specifically, but <laughs> but then we. Um, and we lived in the South, so I know like there's a little bit of a disconnect when it comes to other parts of the country, yeah. right? And so, and they're legends, and they're legends, and so we saw Ti's like effect to the point that in the hip hop community, Ti was called the Jay Z of the South during his reign at a point because mm -hmm. he was really terrorizing niggas like that, and he had a he had a window where he was the number one rapper in the world like the most sought after like number one rapper in the world Man. and so i think it's so weird when people talk about him now in 2020 i guess people get caught in the moment yeah but talk about him in 2020 like 
Oh man, Ti's about because he agreed to a versus with Jeezy, another Atlanta legend. But then Jeezy was a little bit more buzzing, I think, from what I know in look, like the north. Look, right? look. And so people will hear that and be like, "Oh, Jeezy about to twenty zero this nigga." It's like what? I feel like people are. I think Ti is forgetting. I want to say this. I think people are forgetting and have a very short memory when it comes to music. Mm -hmm. So it is hard to put yourself in the shoes of even yourself sometimes certain years ago unless it was an artist that you really fucked with, right? So if you're trying to sit down and really think about it, these are where some of these conversations get drawn from. Mm -hmm. So that being said, I saw something where it said, if we're keeping it a buck, uh, Lil Durk would wipe Young Thug in a versus battle. And that's when I told myself, it's been too many years apparently since Thug was on his run because people just forgot that the amount of hits he made in that time frame outdo a lot of rappers that are top rappers that are making music like consistently and like a lot right now. Even though Thug is making music now, obviously. Nigga said Thug was... Bro, did you, you see the, disres- the Thug disrespect? I've, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. <laughs> that shit kills me, bro. But and, you don't want to get And I was bro. somebody who wasn't really even like the biggest fan. You guys know the story. I grew into it. The music turned out fire for me. I gave it many plays afterwards, this, that, and the third, yada, yada, is done. However, that being said, I feel like it's on the same tip when it comes to T.I. Because people forget how popular and how big his shit really was at a point. And how many hits he had in that time period. Past the, the fact cast. that when he still makes music now, he's still snapping on it. He's still going his hard. Last, Libra, the album, is one of the better albums this year. Like mm-hmm. I still am giving this T.I. T.I. album replays. But motherfuckers saw the T.I. T.I. album drop, sorry. And then they instantly saw the um, T.L. going, oh, T.I.'s old ass. <laughs> and then they decided they're never playing the album and they're not even listening. Yeah. Because we're in the era where you can clearly tell that people didn't listen to the music or didn't watch the TV show or didn't watch the movie, mm-hmm. etc. Because they see what the TL say and they're like, oh, okay, fuck these niggas. Yeah. You know, like, we're going to join in the jokes without saying some shit. But, I mean, like you were saying, it's somebody we've given a lot of respect to. Like, one thing I want to... Because motherfuckers never forget. Y'all disrespect this nigga, but for the most part, people never forget Wayne's rule. Yeah. Like, bro... Like people, in, no, I'm not gonna lie though. People are disrespecting. They Wayne disrespect too. Wayne too. So I don't want to. I don't want to act like we don't see all niggas because we see all. Because Wayne was the king and is still one of the goats. But like, it's really, it's really a funny thing to me just to think back of like the clashing because Wayne was on a planet where no rapper on the planet wanted to fuck yeah, with him, yeah. and it was still a moment of Ti versus Wayne, like a yeah. whole moment, a whole few years. So it's like people need to put some respect on my dog. And past all of this, giving this man his flowers right now. Past all of it. T.I.'s top 10. I don't, I don't want to say me. anything. But to, to be me. fair, though, Jeezy would do a better job than some people are getting credit for. But it wouldn't be that close. I'm going to be honest. It's a wash. That I aside, think it's like a 12, 8, 13, 7. Like, I think it's a wash. But I want to give Jeezy yeah. some rounds. Like, some motherfuckers are talking about like a 17, 3 Jeezy. I'm like, what? Those are people that... Those are the same people that we have having conversations with that were probably talking about the Young Dro. Oh, yeah. Young <laughs> conversation. Because <laughs> both sides felt like they had no respect for the other. It was I hilarious. Wish y'all, we're going to give y'all that video one day. Uh, we're gonna, to redo thing, we're gonna have to redo it. We're gonna redo it. But past all that, I feel like we don't talk on the fact that enough. Obviously, there's levels to this shit. But Ti to rap is essentially Jamie Foxx to R and B, unless what he's done is essentially Ti just in a rap vein. That man's made so many hits. He's been in Big a movies. number of movies. Big movies. good movies, Not just good productions. Movies. And on top of that, he's turned himself into media. Like, he's a media, media side. He's, he's a renaissance business man. mogul and stuff. And so he's doing a lot of things right now. And people got to give that a little bit of credit. So shout out to him. But without further ado, because I know 
we're trying to get this one pop up and pop and we got a little bit more to get into today oh for sure yeah. um you know. really we have only a little bit to go on the entertainment side before we get into the sports side but we have a good sports entertainment um uh connector without doubt just because he's such a big celebrity it still works but you we'll can't get, say it like that we'll get know? to that in a second you have to make the pun you know i don't want to reach too far back into my bag <laughs> but i'm a but what you know come on you saw the setup it was there it just didn't land what? whatever you know sometimes jokes don't hit i'm gonna keep letting them fire Shout out to the god, though, because my roommate just came back and we definitely talked about him beforehand, but he's flossing, so I'm not going to put him on the spot and tell him to come in here. Oh, <laughs> oh wait. He's got the floss stuck in his teeth. He's about to cut this shit out. I know oh, we're wait. recording right now. What? But I'm so <laughs> 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 anyway. I'm sorry. All right. Praise, of course, teach. But, um... We wanted to go ahead and just leave a good message this week just because yeah. there's been a lot going on with um, the trouble in Nigeria with the SARS things and we don't want to act like we're skimming over it. We want to make sure to say something as well like about the brutality and all of the bullshit going on over there and we do see you, the youth, we see you, the people that are fighting against this. They found multiple warehouses just within this last week full of supplies that were supposed mm. to be giving out to people for COVID relief, but that were being hoarded and probably going to be sold again, just knowing how the country works yeah. and the corruptness. And so prayers for all of the people in Nigeria. We're always going to keep thinking of y'all. Plus, another thing I wanted to mention is the fact that a lot of Americans forget that early voting doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, put it off till the actual day. You know what I'm saying? Like, the actual day, November 3rd, isn't like the day to vote. It's the last day to vote, right? Yeah. And so, like, if you're a procrastinating machine, November 3rd is when you head out. But in terms of just, like, getting it done and getting it sorted... You gotta go ahead and do gotta it. Gotta do it early. Gotta do it when you can. Your vote matters. Your vote influences everything. Shout out to Atlanta. Influences yeah. everything. I went to the last um, free market that they had this weekend. It's something that we have mm -hmm. um, once a week while it's warm, right, in the A. And it's just, an, it's an indie market full of just creators, yeah. creatives, and just like people that are hustling. They sell things. I bought a couple soaps from somebody that like hand makes soaps. I saw something badass yesterday, which I got dude's contact and I'm going to show you because I think it's something you okay. might like. Dude made like a four panel, right? Like he, mm -hmm. it's like four different pieces of art yeah. and I want to buy all four of them. If, if he'll hold them for me. But of like, you know the little dots as kids that you had to iron on? Like whatever. Like the little fucking um, plastic shit. And you put like the parchment paper over it and you iron it so that they heat up and glue together basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has them on canvases, right? And he made a Yusuke, a Kuwabara. Oh, so cool. Bro, he made the whole fucking team Yurameshi. And I was like, bro, I know my nigga would appreciate guy? that. Yeah, of course. Hey, it was a black guy. Love to His see whole it, fucking tent was commissioned art pieces that were all anime mm -hmm. and comic books and i loved seeing that shit that show was so fun you hockey show for sure and but anyways i wanted to give a shout out to the atlanta influences everything people just because of the mm -hmm. fact of what they're doing like they were handing out these shirts for free at that indie market just to really try to militarize these people in terms of getting people ready to go and vote for real and go yeah. and do your due diligence and your civic duty i feel like also too well y'all are listening to this now go ahead and know if you do plan on voting on november 3rd and you are somebody that knows you're going to procrastinate that's fine as long as you actually get your vote in however don't let yourself be overwhelmed at that point when you get to the polls and then you uh realize that 
you are trying to vote for something that you're not really informed on because there's so many other things on that ballot that aren't obviously the president that mm-hmm. you need to make sure that you're putting an active effort into putting an informed making an informed decision on you know so go ahead and at least spend the time now because there's a lot of resources that are out there to help teach you about these different candidates what their platforms are and whatnot so that you can understand who's going to be like your elected representatives and who's going to be representing you and what they truly believe so I think knowing um, what we'd like to do and how we like to operate too, we'll probably try and put out some of that information on a social platform, whether that be our Twitter or our Instagram. But yeah, definitely make sure that you're making an informed decision at any point when you go to vote. And I want to say two things there. One is this young man is 23, right? I'm 26. Our young, young dog, Jesse, which I want to use as a platform to give props to. I'm done you. giving Jesse respect. No, I'm done I'm giving that nigga respect to fuck that nigga. No, I'm joking. But anyways, he's the one that one day when we hopped on Discord, like we do a lot of nights, like whatever, and we're talking to the homies. Like I was talking to him and the first thing he said, hold on for a second before we do anything, like I've been doing research today. And I'm like, research for what? Young man's in college. Like I didn't know if he was working for a class and he was sitting there really going through every single person on his ballot and making an informed educated decision on what aligns with him and who he wants to vote for and there are a lot of resources online that are very very fucking easy to use like i'm talking me who sits here all day and preaches about local elections and all of this blah blah i didn't really do my due diligence for this whole ballot i'll be honest but as soon as i saw him going i went and i did my research Mm -hmm. and now i know who i'm voting for both the Senate seats, who I'm voting for president, the judges I'm voting for, just like these officials matter because you have to kind of dig into like their decision making. Like before we get to a situation like the Amy chick that is going trying to be a part of the Supreme Court was nominated, whatever, that you're starting to learn Mm -hmm. things like was a part of a council that was trying to make it so there's no chance that women can get abortion. No exceptions, nothing. Yeah. Like, like blah, blah, blah. Like, you learn all of these evil things about people's past that are documented, Yeah. right? And so it's definitely worth it to do your research, do your due diligence. But another thing I wanted to say, too, is I don't want people to get complacent because we end up seeing things that we saw last election, right? And, like, what we saw last election was, like, in the case of Bernie, we saw it twice, but I'll stop with the Bernie stuff because y'all niggas know how I feel. But last election, we saw a lot of people seeing a ton of their Hillary voting friends go out and vote and saying, like, ah, enough people are out, so I don't really need to go. They don't think they have to. No. Like, there's a, like, that's the danger of right now. You know how they're pushing the idea that this next election is a landslide for Biden. At the end of the day, vote for whoever you want to. Obviously, truly, I'm like, gonna truly like. I'm not gonna say that you should, and you have your right as like a citizen to vote for who you want. Like to Like it's all the you. way fuck Trump over here, but we're telling everyone to vote. Like yeah. truly, everyone. I want everyone, regardless of what you think, to go and vote. But that's that, your right. Past that, though, they're making it out like Biden's about to win, like by a landslide, just like they did the Hillary shit. But then we saw again, like you're saying, enough people will get that the fucked up idea that okay, if they're doing this, I don't even have to do anything. And then they just go ahead and uh, sit at home and don't worry about it. Because they hear buzzwords and numbers like Texas hasn't voted blue since 1973 or something like that, right? Texas right now, right now, once again, we don't know the full totality. We don't know what's going to happen November 3rd. But as of right now, even Texas is blue Mm -hmm. right now from what the polls are looking like Mm -hmm. that being said a lot of liberals or a lot of democrats like whatever you may identify with or a lot of conservatives that are voting a different side this time whatever in texas are going to sit back and be like 
especially the youth, it seems to be like, are going to sit back and be like, all right, it looks like we got this one. We good. And then November 3rd, when the wave of people come and vote and it changes it right back, you're going to be sitting back like, oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't let it don't let this election and hopefully future elections be your next O moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, go out and get your shit done. Man, and it's exciting. I'm not going to lie. Being able, obviously, uh, maybe I should talk about my voting history. Maybe I shouldn't. I'm probably not going to because that's none of y'all's business. It's none of people's business. To be fair. And I want to respect that for other people who don't feel like they have to actively be doing these things. However, um participating in like the last major election for like our president and voting whatever and all these kind of stuff that being my first election it felt so nice to just be out there and truly like able to participate in choosing who i wanted to be my president it didn't work i guess that tells like what happened (laughs) i voted for but it didn't mean shit but you know i felt like i actually was able to have a say i felt like i had a little bit of power you know it really felt like if the people come together we maybe we could do do anything and it's one of those moments like we tell people all the time we are the powerful people in this country. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not our officials. It's not the president. People call Donald Trump, um, Obama, Clinton, Bush, whoever, the most powerful man in the world because they are the leader of America. No. The most powerful people in the world are the American people because we put somebody in that seat that can make all of these motherfucking decisions. Yeah. And so we need to start taking that more seriously and realize what we are capable of and what we can do. Yep, yep, yep. And so now that we've done our due diligence for the seriousness of this week, it's time for jokes for the rest of the time, baby. I don't believe in jokes, man. I'm serious Bob here, dude. I haven't made a joke at day. Oh, no, no, no. I know this nigga not going to have jokes to say about this next segment because he's a hater on this, but it's okay. Oh, what? what are you talking about? All right. We have good news for the people. Good news for the people. Yeah, yeah. Our queen. Oh my god. And oh my our god. queen, legend, reality TV Hall of Famer. My queen, my and, legend. And reality TV Mount Rushmore. You can't name four other people because of Mount Rushmore is five, obviously dummies. You can't name four other people in the history of reality TV that matter more than this woman. You can't name a single female that is more memed. And you can't name multiple people that is more memed in the last 10 years that social media has been booming. New York, Tiffany Pollard is coming back Kim for Kardashian. the I Love New York reunion. Kim Kardashian? I, I honestly would bet that New York is memed more. I'm not saying bigger, but I'm saying used as a meme. Oh, okay. Because New York is used the most. I've seen it on the Tumblr days, yeah. IG, like everywhere. But how do you feel? How do you feel? I don't give a shit. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> it could not matter more to me. Any less. Um, I was one of those people that I remember when reality TV really started to blow with our generation. Shout out to Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. Like, everyone and their mom was watching reality TV. So I'm not like unaware of this my ass just sitting there butthurt like i hate this this sucks ass i love just not able to take part in the fun because i wanted to be like yo i wanted to enjoy oh, I loved shit, it and i just couldn't get into Nigga, it i was even watching the jersey shore reunion reunions like, That's so i was weird. watching the jersey shore this year bro like they had a new season you feel me it's 2020 i'm 26 yeah. like like i was watching this shit in high school Man. like i love reality tv because trash tv is so popular because it is one of the biggest it's it's just so entertaining to watch train wrecks. And I know you want to wish, because you watch the train wreck while hoping for the best and wishing the best <laughs> for these people, but realizing the bullshit that's going to come with yeah. it. And it's fun because it's not associated with your life. But I'm somebody that even in my life, if certain people can't tell, I like danger. And so... <laughs> Nigga, I'm not going to lie to you. I want to be honest. I feel like the percentage of people that, re- that acted like reality TV shows 
prior to the blow up were like maybe 10 15 percent whatever after it happened it seemed like everybody in their mind was getting into drama bro it was too much for me i was like this is i can't, this is od i love it i lived for it <laughs> but shout out to new york one day honestly i'm not gonna lie to you i don't think i could come up with a list of 10 people i want to interview more yeah. so there i want new york to be sitting on this couch with us one day or sitting on a couch with us i want her to be interviewed with us because that is the queen of reality tv if it's not her it's paris hill and it's one of the two don't try to say kim because kim is one of the queens for showing sure she deserves it i've sat here and i've sang nothing but that's longevity man that's longevity but she might new not york have been paris at the we time, got pioneers nigga. pioneers nigga Pioneers, You're one of those nigga. people that argues Bill Russell. Pioneers, nigga. No, I'm not. This man thinks Will no, Chamberlain not. is the goat. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I see you. I I'm see not. you. No, I'm not. Don't worry, G. No, I'm not. But, but, anyways, all jokes aside, I love that woman with all my heart. <laughs> no, nah, but that's fire, man. It would be dope to have somebody like that come on to be able to do an interview and just sit down and do a podcast with because I want to see, see like, her, exp- her expressions and just like man, what uh, she feels about them. Doing that kind of shit for like years or whatever and just being on it. Honestly, you can see the train wrecks and all these things, but I bet most of these people had a blast because that shit was just fun. Bro, she got spit on in the most iconic, one of the most iconic moments in reality TV history when Pumpkin spit on her on, um, what was it? What was the dude's name? I feel horrible because he's a hip hop. I'm gonna throw out some names bro. because I don't but know any of these shows. Chain, oh, okay, flavor, 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 flavor of Love. When um, Pumpkin spit on her. And then, you know what I'm saying? Tiffany Puller had to put the paws on her, which she deserved. Of course, don't ever spit on another human being and not expect to get your head knocked off. Truly, truly. But, like, I want to just see the growth since then. Since I know she has, like, a, she has, like, a, I believe, internet talk show that yeah. has happened as of recent. And I've seen a lot of good progressions from her because she does deserve her just dues. But... It is something that in the off space way and the way that we mm-hmm. like to dive in and what we want to bring out of people. I just want to have a real discussion with her. Yeah, today, so I want to see how that goes. But heading into some other news that we had for this week, before we even get into this news, I wanted to go ahead and give <laughs> I wanted to go ahead and give a little bit of and I'm going to ask you a question after this segment yeah. because I forgot something. But I wanted to give a little bit of just like a prayers and um, hoping for the best out for this person because he did just get injured in the game today. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. When Baker threw like a really debatable throw at him and he still still tried to go and get it. But but Odell, Do they know I, the injury is. No, they said they think it's something with the knee. So mm. it could be bad. He's getting an MRI in the morning. I'm really, really praying for that man. Because that's somebody I really want to see be successful because he's been a victim of circumstance. Like he's he'd had that major catch, don't get me wrong, that propelled him into the extreme celebrity. And he may have had a little bit, because I like what you said with Cole, Drake, and Kendrick, like when we had that discussion back in the mm-hmm. day, that people put Cole in the conversation a little too early, mm-hmm. which is why they were hating, but yeah. assume, but he definitely deserves it now, yeah. like as established, like whatever. I think the catch put Odell in the conversation a little early for his career, since mm-hmm. I think it was year two or three, but I still think he's all pro worthy, all pro level, and like one of the best receivers in the league. Oh, I that think, goes without saying. I think he's just like not been in best situations for him personally like one he had Eli throwing to him for a while and then two he had Baker throwing to him in like the most 
debatable mental state that Baker's been in. It looks mm-hmm. like he's getting better, don't yeah. get me wrong. But I mean, like, those are things you have to factor into a roster with 50-something people. Yeah. On it. Like, you can't just call it, like, a one-person thing. You can be as talented as you want. Ocho Cinco never won a Super Bowl, but wide receivers still to this day are talking about how Ocho's one of the best wide receivers they've ever seen in their yeah. life. Yeah. The thing is, though, I don't want to just play it on circumstance, too, because while there was plenty of things that could have gone better around him, like you were saying before, the everybody that he's had throwing it to him to even start off, just getting on that, the teams, like, the every because again, these are huge units, the other players he's been around. But past that, he's also somebody that was I felt was fucking himself up and, like, was hustling backwards for a decent bit. In some it, even though Because even though he was incredibly talented, you see that happen a lot where people start doing things that are not in favor for them. So it's just really sad, especially hearing this now, when you see somebody who seemed like they were trying to turn that shit around and really, like, make their imprint and see what they could do with their uh, with their talent, with their opportunity to make greatness out of it, to be injured. Because I respect you yeah. and your opinion on this kind of stuff because of the way you handled that and the way you just portrayed that. Because people have to give people room for growth, and they have yeah. to realize when people are making that growth and that change, right? I just hate, like, the bitch-ass niggas, like, the Whitlocks and, like, the people that get online and they see a black man dancing in the end zone, you know what I'm saying? Whether it be mm-hmm. a Cam, whether it be an Odell, and they have the most MAGA white racist opinions and then that's literally it the rest of their career like oh, like cam literally no one's heard shit from cam this nigga's been so low-key he's been like cooling it odell literally got to the point that he just stopped doing super celebrity shit like yeah. like paparazzi everywhere really stopped trying to have his pictures out he's still doing his shit doing his mm-hmm. commercials like he's a superstar i don't want to take that away but it seemed like he was coming back into his own and trying to you know really get serious and lock in mm-hmm. and still those bitch ass niggas have those same nobody should have done about him. know what he should have done they don't let people change or grow. These are young people at the end of the day. I'm fucking... I feel like I'm growing every day. And I'm these niggas' age. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I, don't, I don't know, man. I, that's like when you think about certain people, though. You look at, like, LeBron and, like, a Maverick Carter. And just you like, gotta commend them. And just these people. And it's, it's important what they're doing. And what I feel like a lot of the athletes that are surrounding themselves and, like, trying to be a part of that. Talk to them on Undisputed. Show who they are. Like, and work with them in different ways. It's showing that a lot of these people really are more than athletes. And so it humanizes them. Because a lot of times, you, they get pushed the idea. Like, again, I'm not trying to say these people can't mess up. I'm of not course. trying to say these people can't fuck of up. Course. We've seen a lot of athletes hustle backwards. But at the end of the day, there's still more to them. You have to see them as human beings. And a lot of times we get trapped under the guise of, they. since you make X amount of money, uh, you have to be a perfect person. You have to, you're going to be held to since certain black level. and make X amount of money. Let's yeah. be clear. I mean, shit, like obvi- obviously, of course, uh, yeah. Of course. I mean, even for white athletes too. But past that, it obviously it's going to be worse for black athletes because that's when, like, obviously we look at discrimination, like marginalizing of different groups. That's where that's going to come into effect more. But I'm just looking at athletes as in a totality, of course, because that's just the clear cut and dry where it needs to be like painted first off, you know, but. 100% for black athletes, dude. They hate to see a nigga have fun. It's so and that shit is me, hilarious. Bro. How little... It's, it's not funny, but it's laughable. It's just... It's laughable because of how little certain things get brought up. And I don't want to air people shit out. Y'all all know about the Roethlisberger stories or, like, the shit with Baker beforehand or, like, even Manziel's shit, like, beforehand. And just, like, little stuff. Bro, it seemed like at a point... Like, don't get me wrong, Manziel was thinking it up, but Colin Coward would seem like the only person that was calling him out for his past. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's certain stuff that they let go of when it comes to certain people and they just focus on their performance. Bro, this nigga Kobe died. He died gone after doing so much good and the controversy he was in hearing was people bring that up, up bro. bro but the fact of you got active people in certain organizations not trying to smutty names or whatever who have 
again, histories and shit that I know individuals who are the most on 10 about calling out all these motherfuckers, but all of a sudden you'll see them tweeting good stuff about them and like treating them certain way. I'm not saying you should cancel people, but at the same time, like, you know, like, I want to treat s- people the same. I want to <laughs> slap a lot of them niggas. Treat I people do. the same. I do. And y'all are lucky because this person right here is the reason that I'm never going to end up actually slapping a lot of y'all niggas. But I really do because y'all need to honestly realize a buck isn't worth some of the smutty you like to put on people's names. I don't care about headlines and I don't yeah. care about the bullshit. But moving on with Odell, one, I want to commend him once again for the streaming he does every single week because it seems big cool, gamer shit, big gamer shit. And it's even if it's somebody which it seems like a lot of these athletes genuinely do care about and want to learn about these games and are trying to get better mm-hmm. at these games. So I don't want to act like they're the gamer girl that and this isn't to diss girls because I know plenty of girls that are this outstanding. It's just a stereotype, of course, yeah. but I don't want it to be like the stereotype of somebody that is just doing this for the look and doesn't actually care yeah. about it. So once again, but it's regardless like nine figure contract outstanding nfl player is mm-hmm. going to bring more light to esports than anyone that's ever been in esports man i'm you know not what I'm gonna saying? Lie. like <laughs> the, the amount of buzz that gordon hayward brought you feel me off the strength of like no disrespect to gordon hayward but post he's, gordon hayward he's gordon hayward you feel me i mean even pre-injury he's gordon hayward and like he's fine but he's he's you know fine but he's he's gordon hayward like, you know, it's, it's, not not like Odell, it's not like a fucking drake mm-hmm. it's not like a travis like the people we hear playing these games now mm-hmm. which are bringing in like just just the meteors of fucking attention to these communities. If it was Braun playing, maybe. Oh my god. If Braun was playing, nigga, esports is the next biggest sport. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit over. You got Brawny playing. And so, big shout out to Odell, but now that we've given him his flowers and respect, we have to get to the jokes. We have to get to the jokes because this nigga Odell this week, there was two things that happened. One, we want to say fuck the NCAA for his two-year ban that they gave him for, like, being drunk and handing out money to the LSU kids when they won. Bro, y'all make millions of dollars off the back of these niggas. Man, bro, I don't even want to say fuck uh, fuck them for what they did to Odell. Bro, fuck fuck them in general. I'm about to say fuck them in general, general. 100%. Because it's a slave farming. That's what they do people try to act like an education which an education is nice to leave debt free mm-hmm. don't get me wrong but if you are making like you have to think about what you bring to a company yeah. right if you are making this company not not one million not two million not eight figure millions but like more than eight figure millions of dollars right like a nigga that's drunk and a millionaire that's at a game says you just won the biggest Bro. game of your life dog here's some yeah, bread man. here's some bread Bro, you gotta get over yourself, dog. If I and he's a he was the biggest legend, and arguably, depending on where y'all put Burrow, mm-hmm. is still the biggest legend to come from that school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I feel <laughs> like people have to. Are we talking just college football, bro? Just college say football. We, just college. I was gonna say we got Shaq Diesel. You feel me? Oh we yeah, got, we got. No, Shaq. I was just talking about college yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. Shaq's the biggest person to ever come from LSU. Let's yeah. be real. But uh, past that, it's the fact that, bro, this is America. At the end of the day. If and I know everybody feels a type of way about capitalism and shit, and that's fine, cool, fine, and dandy. But the system that we work in and we live in, bro, if nigga somebody made fifty dollars off of my name, I want some. Of I it. want a piece. I want a piece of it. Or I, I want the opportunity to at least decide if I want a piece. I might say keep all of it, but at least let me in the conversation. I don't want to just be told shut up and dribble. You know like, what I'm saying? You know? Or go catch that damn ball. Like what the fuck? Like I don't know. The NCAA just grimy because past obviously. <laughs> That's obviously <laughs> what. What the fuck was that? Anyway, um, this is gonna be like the special edition episode where we right, see some weird shit like, pop up. Uh, <laughs> uh, I really lost my train of thought, but yeah, man. 
No, it's just fucked NCAA. Yeah. But, like, so wanted to give flowers to Odell, but the jokes have to be brought up on his Rona comments this week because this man made some of the most peculiar comments on the I know, I know. I'm going to tell you exactly what I think he meant by this that. This nigga shit. said that him and coronavirus have a mutual respect for each other you in know, terms of this nigga not scared of getting it because corona's afraid of him like he's afraid of corona. Bro, like, they know, got respect for each other. It sounds like, <laughs> it really sounds like, I just want to see this interview or, like, if it's, it was called in or whatever because it sounds like he's sitting down and he this man really thinks he's Mike Tyson or some shit or he's Muhammad Ali and he thinks he's got like the fight of his life coming up he's like at the end of the day yeah I know he can do damage but I do damage too and he's like what and once again we don't know this nigga so we're just making up our own narratives and lying here like so we don't know what he felt but I feel like that nigga must have felt like a god or must have felt like whatever like when it came to um, himself in respect to the Corona situation in general. <laughs> is, it a, is it a holiday? <laughs> it's gotta be or something. Niggas is tripping. What? Welcome to Atlanta where the players play. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> shouts out to Odell though. Shouts out to Odell for real. But I wanted to ask you two questions, right? So yeah. we're going to have this segment that I want to call the hot girl segment. Real hot girl shit. And so hot girl, city girls, like whatever we want to call them. I want to give a big shout out to Sasha Obama because I saw the adorable video of her bopping to the city girls today with one of her homegirls. And I love seeing a just wow. We lost another young woman to this music for degenerates. Oh, my God. The comments people say about shit like that be killing me, bro. Like, bro, let young women throw some ass. Like, let them have fun. Let them be free. Like, I don't understand why motherfuckers think that they've got to be prime, prim and pauper at all times where they don't hold old men to the same standard, bro. I'm deplorable most of the time so if i'm not horrible most of the time these girls can't go yeah. enjoy themselves i'm i'm gonna be honest the only men i know that they get held to that standard or that I get talked on the same way they could be throwing black people under the mud. oh my oh goodness. my goodness what? but we're not getting into that one again apparently you know but <laughs> but so shouts out to sasha obama but on this edition of the city girls slash yeah. hot girl segment real hot girl shit mm-hmm. um Sweetie made a comment. I love this it. Week. I love it. Oh, you don't want my opinions. On this. Yeah, I do want your opinions. You don't want of my course, opinions it's on specifically this. this nigga. Was I targeted for some reason? <laughs> yeah, no, you were for sure targeted. <laughs> so Sweetie said, if your man's not buying you a Birkin or if he's not paying with your paying your bills, throw him to the streets. <laughs> so obviously, a Birkin bag costs um, one, two, three, four, five figures. So a lot of us don't have that to throw away on a bag. So <laughs> so we're just going to throw that out. But she said, at minimum, he's got to be paying your bills how do you feel about these comments first off uh who the fuck does she think she is i got no offense no offense respectfully i'm gonna be honest because like i know that's how you feel and that's fine if that's your opinion but don't go telling that shit to other people man because first off you're gonna ruin a lot of relationships (laughs) that could have gone well when all of a sudden somebody's asking for a bag that they know they can't that their man can't afford they're putting everything on the line in this situation this nigga doing the multiple shifts he's doing overnights this nigga at the pawn shop trying to sell everything he's selling everything after a minute he's pissed off he put this much effort into it he's trying to break up he's like i don't even want this relationship anymore hustling backwards well honestly if but that's what's on a joking tip i'm gonna be honest for you in like a real sense mm-hmm. saying those kind of things are not putting the right mentality into a young woman's head at least in my mind like i feel like yeah okay hold yourself to certain standards and maybe and like go for somebody who's shooting for shit or maybe it wants to be successful in different ways but i feel like putting the idea like you have to get taken care of or like uh make sure like obviously like you want your significant other to take care of you in different ways whatever but putting like 
he has to be taking care of you and like you can't take care of yourself or whatever because that's what it kind of feels like and i feel i know a lot of people because i know the kind of people that would take that advice and shit to heart like oh yeah fuck that dude unless he's getting me a birkin are the same people that aren't trying to earn it themselves and i'm like it's cool if you're trying to earn it yourself but just make sure that you know you can do it yourself you don't need somebody to buy you that bag but it is cool i guess you know for sure and really really like my only thoughts on it is a um, I, I like the message, don't get me wrong, but the way the message was portrayed was probably not the best mm-hmm. in terms of just, I'm taking it as like, know yourself, know your worth, mm-hmm. don't, and don't settle when it comes to yeah. like what you desire and know what you desire though, because some women, and it's fair, like, don't get me wrong because it's all different. You know what I'm saying? Like me, the kind of women I usually gravitate towards slash end up dating. Cause I dated somebody with a mindset like that when I was like 19, but then every woman I've dated since then, it's been more of the independent, like I've got me, don't get me wrong, but I've got me at all times, but I appreciate whatever you give me, whatever you do for me, and I appreciate it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Not I require it, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And that's been more of like what I settle for or what I, I won't say settle, what I like because of the fact that I'm somebody that requires the same in terms of I'm never going to ask you to do anything financial for me. I'm never going to ask you to, no matter if you're loaded or not, like I make my little jokes. I'll happily be a stay-at-home husband, though, if one of y'all needs a nice little trophy. But anyways, like, oh my I'm like, I, like I'll have, <laughs> but. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not talking down on it. Like, at the end of the day, if my wife is wildly more successful than me, knowing my ass, I just want to be around my kids at a certain point. Oh, yeah, bro. You want to be super cool dad. with it. You but, know what I'm saying? And so it's just like, so I know what I bring to the table, and I never want financial shit to be the forefront of a relationship. Obviously, you want security on both mm-hmm. ends. So that's something that's important. But I never want that to be like a reason. And I don't, I never even want it to be like a top 10 reason for our relationship. Yeah. Like, I want our relationship to be built on trust, love, like all of that extra bullshit that motherfuckers seem to act like exists or doesn't exist nowadays. But, but moving right along from the sweetie section, the hot girl section, that shit was just funny to me because, you know, anything like that immediately starts causing the TL arguments. Niggas start to get into $200 dates and dinner with Jay-Z. Oh, my goodness, bro. I just feel like, like you said, man, way too much emphasis put on the money aspect. It's like, you know, there's more shit to worry about than just way the Way more shit to like, worry about, bro. The vain shit. Like, <laughs> way more. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, what if he can't give you a Birkin, but he can give you some love? You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> what if he can give you time and effort? People don't know about... They only want real equity. They don't want that sweat equity. What if he can make some shit for you? And... Right? <laughs> right. But there's two things I wanted to mention. No, there's three things I wanted to mention sports-wise before we do our Khabib segment. Right. And then I wanted us to get out of here. So then I'll kind of quick yeah. quick throw these thoughts and then you give me your opinions on them. Yeah. And so the first one is Steve Van Gundy's our new head Stan, coach. Stan, Stan. Stan Van Gundy's our new head coach for the Pelicans. Man. Excuse me, sir. I know that was just a, one of those Freud or whatever. Uh, good thoughts. Honestly, I never viewed Stan as like the best coach. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it was okay. I but never thought of him as like yeah. a crazy great coach. He, looking at like his winning record with teams and stuff, he for the most part he has most seasons over like five hundred, right? So it's at least good knowing that in the deep like West, West somebody that cares about winning. Exactly, we have the opportunity to have a coach who's used to at least like going positive and like winning, and we need that shit if we're trying to make playoffs. So we have the talent, we have the pieces. Can we actually like execute now? Because I mean. No offense to like Gentry, he was not doing a good job. That nigga Gentry was the first person in America to find Zah. 
He was the first person in America to find the good weed. Bro. I promise you, because that nigga was way too relaxed for a nigga he, that was Even like when losing. we were just losing bad, he just seemed like he was cool. He seemed like I he was, was chilling. Like, bro, what? That's a great person to have in your offices. I love that you said that, by great the way. Great person to have in your offices, not a great person to have as your coach. 100%. 100%. You need, you need somebody to bring out the dog, especially in young players. Mm-hmm. Like, you need somebody like that that's going to hold them accountable. You but need passion then, in it. But then, number two. The NBA is returning a month earlier than they said, mm-hmm. which kind of was predictable because that Christmas money is too much. Yeah. How do you feel about the December 22nd return? And do you think oh. that what is projected to be the new bubble formats or trying to you know, play in the stadiums that are in open states, how do you think that's going to go? And what do you feel about knowing that we're going to definitely get some Christmas NBA basketball? Uh, it's cool seeing the early return. That Christmas Day basketball isn't going to look like normal Christmas Day basketball, knowing it's going to be a few days after the season started. Everyone's going to look rusty as hell. For sure. So hopefully the top teams come out to put on a show. But it's exciting because I get to see Steph Curry play probably uh, and Clay on a Christmas Day again. And it's been What if they make it Golden State versus the Lakers? I would love to see it. Love to see it. I don't need to see the Lakers Clippers. The Clippers got to earn that right again. They got to. That's not a rivalry. Mm -hmm. That's not a rivalry. I never want to see that one. It's got to be Clippers and like Mavs or Clippers and like Rockets. No, I want to see the Clippers play um, the the Nuggets. Some team they deserve to play after what they did in the playoffs. (laughs) But I don't know. I'm excited. It feels good knowing that the NBA is not that far around the corner anymore. Because obviously, after like the season ended and shit, I just started thinking to myself, like, like, I've been sad every day. Bro. It's not even just been sad. It's like, I'm, I'm on sad, but I feel like it's the Hunter x Hunter hiatus, nigga. When is it coming back? <laughs> we got nothing set right now. It's at a weird time. <laughs> I might not see this vision. Like, I miss it. So it's nice. And then the last one that I wanted to get your opinion on, which just has to do with a little bit of sadness yeah. involving our Saints, Man. is AB reached an agreement with the Buccaneers. I saw that. And he's coming back week nine for the game versus us. Uh, man, I need it. I need it. No, Uh-oh. I. Okay. I, I like it. I like knowing the fact that a, uh, a B has another chance to prove himself and to like make some. Sure. I'm so proud of that nigga. Seemed him. like he was off of it, so I'm happy that he has a chance to come back and really show that he's grown, show that he can sit, sit down and focus on what really matters. And they're not paying him shit. Yeah. His his deal is one million dollars with like in, he can make up to like I think like another million and a half of like incentives from like getting to playoffs. It's literally a prove like, yourself deal. It's a prove yourself deal. And, uh, yeah, though, but I feel like competition like that, knowing that that's our division, you know what I'm saying? It's going to help to bring out the best from the Saints. You think because Kamara's got, what is Kamara going to, not, not Kamara, sorry. Um, do you think we're going to be able to hand, our defense is going to be ha- able to handle their offense? Fuck no, but one hundred percent they got too many pieces. I know like they were, uh, Mike Evans is like playing on an uh, injured ankle or some shit, but Man, I don't. That doesn't really matter to me. And if they get AB, like it's just yeah, I was about adding, to say, adding to it. Now Evans, go sit down. AB is gonna catch. You feel yeah. me? Like the previous best receiver in the league is back. So <laughs> I don't think our defense is gonna contain, but they're gonna try their best. And if anything, it's gonna expose us enough to where we finally start making the changes that we need to. Because this shit is good. Just, win this week though. It's awful. Did but, you see the adorable Teddy moment? Where uh, Teddy came and sat on the bench with fucking Drew hey. for a second, <laughs> like at the end of the game. They lost, but it was just like coming to see his old people. Yeah. Like, I love seeing that. That's good, man. I'm happy he's doing well. Hey, that man made a whole career for himself. For sure. That's dope. Became a QB1 somewhere. Mm-hmm. I love to see it. Love to see the young black man prosper. But, um, mm-hmm. and then I want to let you lead us on to our last segment, which is going to be about the Khabib fight and it being his last fight, the whole situation around it. it- 
It's, you go with whatever, and then I'll pick it up. Because I know you probably have a certain aspect you want to talk on. I'll leave that more so. I just want to say, knowing that he said this is his last fight, if it is or if it isn't, because who truly knows? Because some people go through shit, and then they realize that their motivation to stop, which was his father's passing and everything, after like a year or so. Because this man's a fighter. At the end of the day, that's what he does. I don't know if he's really going to stay out of this realm for that long. I think he'll come back just under with a new reason to fight. But... um. 29 and 0, never lost. Never lost. Never lost. Never even lost a round. Bro, it's crazy. This man's a killer, bro. And it's just to see an impressive fighter like that done this early in his career, it's like it's 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 this it's sad. It's sad because how dominant he is and you want to just see it play out for however long as it can. Man, like even seeing like the last fight and uh just how this man has so much pressure, bro. He's always on your ass. Like, uh, against, he's on your ass, nigga. Like, you can't get away from him. Like, he is on your ass. Hit me with a scary movie jump scare. <laughs> <laughs> bro, for real. Like, he was getting, Gabe G or whatever was throwing hella, like, good kicks landing on him. Good strikes landing on him. And this man just eating them and just still coming after you. It's like a bear. It's terrifying. But, man, it's just res- all respect to uh, Khabib. We'd love to see a fight. We want to see it some more. Who knows if we ever will, but respect to a legend. And then I'll tackle it from a different aspect and something that made me fall in love with Khabib within the last year. I'm not going to act like somebody that's been super close to the ground and like really, really paying attention to this because fighting's more your world than it is my world in terms of viewership. Yeah, I try to. I mean, I'm probably not even the best, but... No, for sure. But in comparison, better than me. (laughs) I don't pay attention to this shit, but like... When it comes to Khabib, one thing I wanted to notice is a you can you can see the serial killer, which mm-hmm. I, that kind of stuff is a compliment in fighting because really your ability to go cold and just kill because that's really like what you you're in the ring to win. You're in the ring mm-hmm. to hurt another person to the point that. I'm obviously baby terming it, but because there's so much intricacies with the art and like how you get this shit done. But like on a one plus one equals two, I am in a circle to hurt somebody until they decide who hurt the other person more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and so that is primitive as it gets. And so Khabib, he is so like, like something he said before the fight, like really, really got to me. Like really, really got to me in a good way. Like he said something in terms of. Um, he gave all respect to his opponent, said it's a great opponent for him, and it's somebody that he's happy to go against, and it's somebody... Because he's the most respectful fighter I've ever seen, so oh, I want to yeah. go ahead and double down on that. Every single fight, minus, I think, McGregor, because McGregor talked about his religion, yeah. right? And so that's something that means a lot to him, of course, but I mean, like, every single fight, he talks about his love and adoration of each of these fighters, and there's even comps. You know how motherfuckers do, like, the Jeremy Lin, like, pull-up-your-sleeve mm-hmm. comp, and, like, they'll do comps for everything? Like, there's really a compilation online on youtube of khabib hugging fighters after fights and telling them how much he loves and appreciates them because literally that is what he is his character is what just like i talk about a kobe just like i talk about a nip just like i talk about all these people their character and how they carry themselves outside of Mm -hmm. their field is what makes me fuck with you Mm -hmm. and i fuck with him to the heaviest extent because this person is so sportsman it's all love he's a killer like real killer like really really with it and the fact that like he really does not play about he lets you know early and this is something that i find important because you know how i feel about family and people i consider family and things like that he lets you know early my family and my religion talk about whatever else you want but those two things are no-go for me and even to the point like he'll even he even said a quote it was 
<laughs> like I respect this fighter. He's someone perfect for me to fight. Blah blah. But he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't understand. I'm gonna take him to the deepest depths of the ocean. Inshallah. And that was it. That was it. That's all he said. That's all he needs to say because he knows it's going to be smiles and laughs for him until he gets in that ring. He's going to handle business. Then it's going to be smiles and laughs because and love and adoration. The way he choked this man out, bro. It looked like he, bro. He fights niggas like he really <laughs> hates them, and then he be kissing you like I love you, bro. They're, they're, <laughs> no, you should just see the man's like. It looked like lifeless body after he got off of just the thing, like just the triangle choked out, bro. I don't know, man. It's just a fighter like that, though. It's it's weird because. 29-0, not a one round by decision has been the other his opponent. It's been him every you, time. You see people like the Ali's, you know, the way they spoke and just their conf supreme confidence. It just commanded people and made it feel like I want to go see these things. You see like the Tyson and just his ferocity and what that man does. The I mean McGregor even for like how like wild boy McGregor was and like the shit he talked and the everything. Showman. The showman. Exactly. But Khabib was just none of that. And because everything he spoke was A truthful. And just really, I always felt he was so cool, calm, and collected. And but he was also just a crazy dominant and winning person to where you wanted to see his fights, but he didn't sell his fights. So it was like all he did was predict. It's the like you, you really just came, you come to watch him because you understand his greatness, not because of anything, of the showman, anything yeah. else. Like this motherfucker, literally his pre-fight antics. Like everybody has pre-fight antics mm -hmm. because you have to boost sales, and there's mm -hmm. a part of being a fighter. And I don't disrespect this part at all. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. I just super respect Khabib for the fact that he didn't need any of it to still be as great as he was. But so you do sell fights, you sell tickets. I mean, that's your money. Obviously, it's your money. <laughs> yeah. You want to be on the pay-per-view screen, but and however you get splits from it, like however much that the like, fights get bring in. Exactly. But Khabib's his tactic for pregame was literally just predicting the future. Like he would just say the shit like I'm gonna bring you to the deepest depths of the ocean and drown you inshallah and that's it mm -hmm. and just it's over with and then you fight and you, i know that nigga woke up from that <laughs> chokehold and felt exactly like he got brought to the deepest depths inshallah like, like i'm saying like this nigga khabib just be predicting the fucking future and i love it and i love how much his core values he never wavers from so once again all love and support and prayers out to him. I know that he stopped fighting because his inspiration, his coach, his legend has He's always been, been his fighting. father. And I know that after his father passed, his mom asked him not to fight anymore. And he said with his obligation, he's going to finish this fight. So he handled it. Like this fight was the most business I've ever seen. Like mm -hmm. in terms of business, how you handle it. Mm -hmm. Like you could tell he didn't even want to do this fight. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't even want to like, his father just passed, you know, yeah. the, his hero, his icon. And so his everything, his world. And so obviously as a human being, you respect that fact and you realize they probably don't even want to be there, but he made an obligation. He's told his daddy he was going to win this fight. He was going to go ahead and get a hand so he went he did it and then he immediately told the world i'm done and so i gotta respect it even though i'm gonna miss it because yeah. i was getting to the point of loving to see his fights and mm -hmm. his highlights and things like that but it's like we're all gonna miss it and anybody who loves the game loves but competitors. these are again people, these athletes are bigger than their sports they're human beings yeah exactly he's gonna like, be an ambassador or something at some day bro oh sure this man he's seems gonna, like an og like, it's just like while he's young like that man bro he he to be that good <laughs> to be that good and that dominant you have to a have some type of an obsession and a connection to it and just how much work he's a workhorse 
So the amount of work you put into it, I don't really know how you keep someone like that away from what they do. Like, we'll I don't even know though. if he's going to be able because to Because he's away. somebody that also, I believe every word he says. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not somebody that says, I'm retiring, and I think to myself, like, oh, this nigga cap. I'm going to see you in, like, six no, months. No, I think he believes it, but I don't think he knows but what I know why post-retirement th- is actually going to be like. Because I, yeah. I know why you think he'll come back, because of the competitor, because of, like, somebody that's so young, because he's mm-hmm. been in this. He's a fighter through and through. It runs in his veins. You could see he's people like a Tyson, though. who's a fighter through and through, and this nigga 50 mm-hmm. coming back. It's so, like, people, I get it. They miss it, and it's a part of their DNA. It's just this nigga Khabib, he's some. He's one of the few people on this planet I've never met personally that I believe every word that comes mm. out of his mouth. Truly. Like, to the full extent. And so we'll just have to see, like, where yeah. that happens and what happens with that. But that's all I have for this week. Did you have anything else for the Man, uh, I know forever ago we didn't highlight something. That probably isn't even worth it now, but I just wanted to highlight black excellence again. Knowing that, you know, there's niggas out there that are really racing. Even if they're racing for a country. It's always worth it on the off space. Even if they're racing for a country that serves tomatoes for breakfast and beans. You know, they're still out here doing it. So, shout out to uh, Louis Hamilton for, again, being, I guess, tying the most career wins for uh, Formula One races. So, hey, that's cool as fuck. Yeah. That's so, cool as fuck. But past that, What's no more sports news. Uh, Louis Hamilton. Louis Hamilton. Shout out to Louis. Young King. Louis. Louis. Yeah. But other than that, my name is True Coffer. All right. My name is Ezigo. And this is The Off Space. Yes, sir. Ski. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs>